Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Dream Falcon Gaming Podcast. Today, we're finishing out our series talking about the printers I have. And this one is going to be the Ender 3 Pro. So if you joined us for the last couple episodes, we've talked about the Creality setup I have, which is the LD002H and the UW01 wash and care station and resin printer. We talked about the Creality CR6 SE, and we talked about the Ender 3 V2. So I only see it fitting to go ahead and talk about the Ender 3 Pro and close out this segment on what printers I have. So Ender 3 Pro, it is the middle brother between the Ender 3 and the Ender 3 V2. If you caught my Ender 3 V2 episode, you know that I love that printer to death. It's the first FDM printer I ever bought. And you can't go wrong with the Ender 3 Pro. So as always, we'll talk about what it is, some specs on it, kind of the ins and outs nerd talk, if you will. We'll talk about what I like about it, what I dislike about it, and what I use it for. And then we will talk about some places where you can buy it. So without further ado, the Ender 3 Pro. As I said, it is the middle between the Ender 3 and the Ender 3 V2. FDM, fused deposition modeling, <clears throat> molding, excuse me. 220 by 220 by 250 print size. Prints right around 180 millimeters per second. If you're maxing it out, um, good luck in my opinion. But there's some people with some tricks and some different upgrades you can do to get it printing pretty fast. But typically that 30 to 60 millimeter per second range is where you're going to want to be. Again, depends on a whole bunch of factors, how good you want your prints to look, if they need to be precision, if they don't need to be precision, if you're doing very small and tight details, lowering and changing your print speed is going to be, is going to be where you find those quirks and details. Um, nozzle diameter, uh, standard 0.4 millimeter is what comes on it, but you can use 0.3, 0.2 uh, 0 0.16, 0 0.12, depending on how detailed you want to be. Uh, hotbed temperature, pretty standard right around hundred degrees Celsius is what you can get it to. Um, uses a micro SD card like the Ender 3 V2. I use Cura for all my printers. That's basically just how I like them. Um, there's other ones out there. Simplify 3d, the Prusa slicer, um, cares the slicer I use. That's, that's what I like. That's what I use, but you're talking pretty standard uh, in terms of in terms of what it can do and the specs on it. If you have the V2 or you're looking at getting the V2 and you can swing it, the budget serves uh, serves leaning toward that one, mainly because it has the glass bed, it uh, has the has the updated screen, and kind of just has a lot of the stuff you're going to want to do. Some people want to do rather to make the printer a well-oiled printing machine. Now with that, that's not to say out of the box that the Ender 3 Pro can't print. It is the tightest 20 millimeter calibration cube print I've ever had. Now, granted, I skipped out on the magnetic bed that comes on it and took the magnetic bed off. I think I printed one test print on it. Uh, didn't like it personally and went to the glass bed. All the FDM printers I have are glass beds. So I figured just keep with the norm, what I know, but I did print one print on there and I will tell you it sticks. 
It sticks like the Dickens and it does not get off of there. Um, you really got to work it to get off of there. But um, other than that, I mean, it goes. Um, I updated the to the Creality glass bed. Like I said, uh, I just prefer it. I think it grabs and holds a little better. Um, and to this day, I've yet to use a glue stick or any kind of bed adhesion assistance. Other things I did, I put a Capricorn tube on it because I had a spare because I was replacing from my Ender 3 V2. I was replacing the Capricorn tubing on the, or the PTFE tubing on that. And I put Capricorn tubing on it and I had enough left over that I just put it on my Pro as well. And I put an all metal extruder on there as well. So I skipped the plastic spring. I took it right off first thing and went ahead and updated it and upgraded it to the all metal one mainly like i said because i had a spare laying around and ultimately they'll break after a certain amount of time and it just saved me trouble in the long run uh only other thing i did was update the firmware now my personal printer there is some issues with it when or not with mine personally but um the conversation is always about thermal runaway uh does it have thermal runaway protection enabled did creality install it from from the store or from the factory rather and it's hit or miss some do some don't it's just a matter of what printer you get and what boards in it for instance mine runs the 4.2.2 board so that does a couple of things um with any fdm printer i recommend opening them up when you get them and checking and making sure all the wires are connected to the board properly. There's no wiggling. There's not anything crazy that looks burnt out. Um, and then also to see what kind of board you have. So what kind of board you have, the more you get into 3D printing, depends on what you want and what you want to do with it. Now there's big tree tech boards. There's standard boards that come from Creality. And then there's SKR boards, which I'm not too familiar with. I haven't played with them a whole lot, but they all do different things and have different formatting options you can do. So depending on what board you have, you can put different plugins in and different software and run printers in different ways, essentially. So like I said, I have the 4.2.2. The nice thing about that board first off is you can update the firmware with the SD card. You don't need to do a bootloader. You don't need to do any weirdness like you had to do with the older boards. Um, and that's just a style of board. So we've talked about 8-bit boards, 32-bit boards, etc. But having the 4.2.2, you can go ahead and update the firmware right on an SD card. You just pull the bin file from GitHub or Creality website or wherever you get it, plug it in, turn your printer on, it updates, you're good to go. That's what I like about having the 4.2.2. But as always, you should pop your printer open just to check and see anyway to make sure if things are all connected and the way they're supposed to be. But it's also nice to know where everything goes in the board and knowing the ins and outs of your printer before you ever actually start printing with it. Because then if something's not working, you're able to trace it and kind of diagnose what that issue is. But... So that's the, that's the main specs. That's the main specs of the printer. Um, price wise, it's not bad. If you're fortunate enough to live near a micro center, 
They, I bought mine there for $170, uh, us, of course. And I think that is a unbeatable price for the printer. And that's not counting in any kind of discounts you may get depending on what you do for a living, um, through wherever you get them, but you can get them from Amazon too. Um, I would say if you live in the U S and you don't have a micro center near you, Amazon is bar none, the best place to go. Um, they have a great return policy. Returning's easy. Most of the time you're not dealing with a company directly in China. Um, we all love their printers, but let's be honest, trying to get anything from a company that's in a different country than you is difficult. Um, but besides that, uh, Amazon just has a lot of options. You can one source, basically every part you would ever need. And, um, like I said, the return policy and the different warranty packages and stuff you can get through them are great with that. If you are lucky enough to live in a micro or near a micro center location, I would highly recommend going. Um, for the simple fact that if it's going to be the first printer that you buy, or you're looking to get into 3d printing, there's someone there who you can have a face-to-face conversation with, get their opinions. They'll give you the basic things you need and point you in the right direction of what printer would be best for what you want to do. Now myself, having been printing for a little over a year and a half altogether now going on two years. I pretty much know what I want. Um, I'm a research nut. I go in, I do my research. I drives my wife nuts. I watch YouTube videos endlessly about everything 3d printing or anytime I want to buy something. I probably have spent more time researching things on YouTube than the average person. And it's probably not a healthy habit to get into, but it helps me make smart decisions. Um, as always, you know, I try to give the best advice and if you're getting into 3D printing, watching videos, being in forum groups, talking to people who have 3D printers and are doing the same kind of printing you want to do are an invaluable asset to have when first starting out in the 3D printing community. For me, I didn't really have that. I had to kind of jump in and do my own research and figure out what worked for me and what I wanted. And if you listen to my resin printing episode. That's why I went resin uh, to start. It was a little more involved, but it fit the needs I wanted at the time. And ultimately I made that decision from the obnoxious amount of research I did. But back to the Ender 3 Pro. Um, it's a tough little printer. It really is. Uh, I love it. It's it's a Ender 3. Ender 3s are pretty much the benchmark of getting started in the 3D printing world. Um, on a budget and it'll do everything you want it to. Um, it has things I really like about it. So I like the build of it. Now, I don't know if it's just kind of like the classic looking hot end that comes on it and the hot end shroud with the fan and everything. Um, I think it looks cool. I like it. It's a little more sleek, a little smaller than the Ender three V twos. Um, they updated theirs, which it, works it does its job fine it looks great but for me i like it um one of the things i forgot to mention is it does come with a mean well power supply that's great it's safe um and that's especially important because the ender 3 pro 
still has the external PSU. So instead of like the Ender 3 V2 and the CR6 SE and a lot of other printers that are coming out now, having that external PSU is a good and a bad thing. So if you print farm or you want to build some enclosures, a lot of the time you're going to pull PSUs out anyway and separate them. Having it outside of the machine just cuts down on those steps. Um, plus it doesn't look bad. It looks like a 3D printer. That's you know, It's weird. Uh, it's got some weird lines and it, it looks like every other printer, but to me there's just something different about it that makes it look like a really neat little printer. Um, screen works off a dial. It is a different screen. It's not as clean as the Ender 3 V2, but you know it's older and ultimately it still gets the job done. Uh, everything about the printer to me and I know this isn't the case. Uh, it, it screams like a retro style printer. And I just, I, I like the look of it. Uh, it's sturdy. I threw it together, no problem. Um, and everything just works. In the 3D printing world, you're going to run into things that don't work and have multiple issues and things that just can irritate the death out of you. But ultimately, this printer works and that's what all you could ask out of a budget printer out of the box in my opinion. So like I said, budget printer, super easy to get started on, super easy to use and I love everything about it for the most part. There is things I don't like. Um, like I said, I did jump right into putting a glass bed on it. Uh, the magnetic bed works great. I don't see an issue with it, but for me personally, I just prefer the glass bed. Um, and really outside of just some quirks with the glass bed, it takes a little longer to heat up. Uh, and that just could be because I didn't take the magnet off and I was lazy. Now, if I pull that magnet off and put the glass directly on the bed or put the glass bed directly on the frame, it'll probably heat up a little better, but I haven't ran into any issues with it yet. Any of the issues I've run into are leveling issues and things that I can control. So that's really the good and bad of it. So what do I use this printer for? So as I've talked about previously, my Ender 3 V2 is my all-around workhorse. Uh, it does everything. I basically print large replica cosplay items on it because they look cool. And I have a pile of half-done swords that need to go together right now and be primed and painted and finished. And then I'll take some pictures and post them and pretty much just admire my work and, who knows, probably print some handles and some mounts and stick them on a wall somewhere and enjoy the fact that I made them. Um, the CR6SE has become basically my full-time lithophane maker. Uh I'll do an episode about lithophanes and the process and what I could see that being a potential money-making, uh, not even see it being a potential money-making. It is, um, there's a lot of people making them and even outside of the money-making aspect, they're a great gift for someone, uh, someone's birthday, Christmas anniversaries, lithophanes are extremely popular. And quite honestly, the 3d printing world has blown up with lithophane makers and for good reason they they're solid they do the job and they come out looking really really cool um with that my under 3 pro has kind of become my prototype printer 
So in recent episodes, I've talked about my learning the ins and outs of how to CAD and how to use and create my own objects, uh, my own files and create my own prints basically to do random quirk things around the house. So I needed a space, a little drawer, if you will, to put all my SD cards in and my USBs and everything else. So I created one in Tinkercad and I thought nothing better than to use my Ender 3 Pro for it. Uh, as I said, out of the box, it printed the best 20 millimeter calibration cube I've had. Now that could just be, I've been 3d printing for a while and I have the knowledge of what kind of needs to be set to what for the things to work out. But Hatchbox PLA from Amazon, if you're in the US, I cannot recommend their products enough. Solid, solid rolls of filament every single time. They have great colors. Uh, I'm printing in Hatchbox Orange PLA on my Ender 3 Pro right now. But like I said, it's basically become my prototype machine. And that's because a lot of the time, the kind of stuff I'm making is shorter time periods to print. And with my Ender 3 V2 being involved in the kind of more of the replica sword and creating things for my video game nerdness that I like to look at, uh, and my CR6 SE being dedicated to lithothane printing, the Ender 3 Pro is there to kind of do the, do the prototyping. So it'll work for just about anything you want to do with it um, from what I've experienced. And I think if you were to get into this printer, it would not be a bad idea. So just to recap it, Ender 3 Pro, if you can find this for the 170 even up to $200 range, anything over $200, you're you should basically just save for another month and buy the Ender 3 V2. But if you're looking to get into it for the first time or you're looking for a good second, third, or fourth printer, you can't go wrong with the Ender 3 Pro. Um, like I said, if you get it in that 170 to one or 170 to 200 US range, uh, I think you're doing really well. For about 60 more dollars, you can do some more upgrading to it if you want to. Um, but right out of the box, it'll fire up and go, um, with the stock parts that come on it. Um, overall great printer. I highly recommend it to anybody. Um, I actually have a bit of enjoyment in recent weeks, a, uh, coworker of mine actually bought his first 3d printer and I was able to go with him and, uh, he ended up getting a CR6 SE. And that just fit his budget and fit what he wanted to do. And But being able to go with him and getting another person into the hobby is ultimately why I'm doing this podcast. It's why I share my knowledge with people. I think it's a great hobby to have. It helps you work on so many things. And you can be creative. You can give gifts to people. You can prototype your own stuff. Or you just print whatever you want because it's fun and it's 3D printing and there's really no rules to it. Um, but ultimately Ender 3 Pro solid printer. And I hope if you guys listen to this and are on the fence about whether or not you should get one first printer, second, third, fourth, fifth, 12th, 15th, 25th, you got a print farm you want to build. I think this would be a 100% solid purchase. You can't go wrong for the price. 
The Ender 3s are, in my opinion, the most budget-friendly 3D printers you can buy right now, and they'll probably still hold that test of time for a while. Um, but with that, we'll close out this episode. As always, if you're interested in what we got going on and what I'm working on in the printing world and in the gaming world, go check out Gaming underscore DFG on Instagram. If you follow us on the Buzzsprout page, it is linked in the Buzzsprout, Buzzsprout profile. If not, the links are saved in the details for the episode. Uh, as always, I will include a link to the printer itself so you can see the specs for yourself. You can read the reviews and make the decision for yourself if this didn't give you enough information. With that, our next episode will be the last of season one. Season one was dedicated to talking about the 3D printers I have, giving a basis, and kind of just getting our foot in the door in the podcast world. So for fun, the next episode is going to be about my other passion that is going to be included quite often in this in this podcasting adventure of ours. And it's going to be about gaming. Um, more likely than not, you can look forward to a lot of conversation about Final Fantasy. I'm currently playing through Final Fantasy X and with the next part of Final Fantasy VII Remake coming in the not-so-short future. Um, that's what we're going to talk about. So if you're interested in Final Fantasy in the Final Fantasy world or RPG games in general, I will sprinkle in some details about that. But feel free to come on back for the next episode, and I look forward to seeing you guys and talking with you again.